Welcome everyone to the AFW College Podcast, where we provide you with timeless teaching on all the topics you need to know about in order to follow Jesus faithfully during your college years. My name is Jordan, and I am here once again with the college pastor who's just wise beyond his years, Ben Moss. Ben, I say wise beyond your years because somehow we let it slip by without mentioning it here that you have turned 30 years old. Ben, tell us, in your three weeks of being 30, what new wisdom have you discovered uh, now that you're finally out of your 20s? Well, you know, uh, Jordan, I woke up this morning with a little bit of arthritis, but uh, other than that, I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. And, you know, over the last three weeks, you know, I have miraculously, it's just come to me that it really is about age before beauty. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty beautiful this morning, you know, <laughs> and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm pre- feeling pretty youthful uh, in myself. And, you know, one other little, little nugget here is that youthfulness is not about your age. Youthfulness is about your mindset. So although, you know, I woke up with arthritis this morning, I will say (laughs) if any of our listeners want to, you know, take me on a little spike ball game, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm down. So, you know, I'm just I'm open 2021 spike ball. Uh I'm your guy. Uh I'm just, you know, I'm I'm there if you want to (laughs) play. Well, I can. I know uh, you've also learned that youthfulness comes from uh, Planet Fitness, how much time you spend at Planet Fitness, too, (laughs) Uh, which I've also heard Ben is willing to challenge anyone during a workout at Planet Fitness. Now, Jordan, you know, it's good. We just got to be careful here, though, because remember, we're about the spiritual gains. That's right. And not about the physical gains. Spiritual gains before physical gains. You know, but I do like Planet Fitness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, congratulations and happy birthday, Ben. Sorry we missed it. All you listeners, be sure to wish Ben a happy birthday as soon as you can. And now we're here. We're talking part two about uh, discovering your calling. Last week, we talked about calling in a more general sense, right? And uh, we finished off talking specifically about how important character is in God using you. God wants to use people with character like his. And that is something that we can be working on constantly, even now. But still, that does not mean that thinking about our calling or thinking about our unique calling as an individual loved by God, uniquely designed and loved by God, that we can't be thinking about what God wants to do with our lives, right? Totally. And so this week, what we really are going to be focusing in on is what calling looks like for the individual, for unique people with specific skill sets, specific passions, what they can be doing, what, what they can be thinking about in their journey of finding calling, even while everyone else is discovering a different calling in a different way that is unique to them. So Ben, just to get us started, let me just pose you this question. There's a lot of listeners right now who are thinking, hey, I'm a college student. You know, I'm here getting a degree. I'm just trying to graduate. I, I'm just looking for this job. I'm going to job fairs, all these kinds of things. You know, I'm just trying to get out of here. You know, I'm just trying to find my next step. So those people with that kind of mindset in that stage of life, Ben, what would you say to them? Well, I would encourage them with two things, Jordan. The the first one is, number one, you're not just a college student. And there is so much purpose that is for you in these four years. I mean, I look back on my college years as literally one of the best seasons of my entire life. And I just want to encourage you, use your college years to say, 
yes to Jesus. Make him your number one priority. Make him the top button on your shirt. And I promise you, there's going to be life. There's going to be adventure. There's going to be joy in it. So the decisions that you're making now, they really have the potential to impact the rest of your life. And then the second thing I would say is that when you think about your calling, what God has uniquely made you for, that word unique is so important. Mm. One of my good friends, uh, Micah Sharsberg, gave me two of the three uh, things that I'm going to unpack for us here. But uh, the first one is that you have a unique identity. The second one is you have a unique mission. And the third one is that you have a unique process that God has you on yeah. in discerning your calling. And I just love that word unique because it sets us free to compare our, from comparing ourselves with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, when they compared themselves with themselves, they were without understanding. In other words, there was an aspect of comparison that blocked them from being able to see clearly. Mm -hmm. And if you're anything like me, when I was in college, I was always comparing myself to other people. You know, it was like, man, they're getting that job or they're doing that thing or they're, you know, getting to work in that area. And it robbed me of joy. Comparison can rob us of joy. But I just want to encourage you, everybody's listen to this. By the Holy Spirit, you're not going to fall into that trap yep. that the enemy wants to set. And you can be empowered to live uniquely and be confident in who God has made you to be and your specific unique calling. So true. Yes. And Ben, you talk about those three things. Those three things are really going to frame our conversation as we talk about your uniqueness and your calling. That first one you mentioned is unique identity. We've all been given a unique identity by God. Why don't you speak into that a little bit more? Yeah, great question. So, so number one here, unique identity. Uh, Luke 12, verses 6 through 7 really helps us to unpack this. It says, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I love that line, Jordan. The very hairs of your head are all numbered. Mm -hmm. You know, if every single hair on your head is numbered, God probably has a unique calling for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. your hairs are different than my hairs. I'm looking at you right now, all right? <laughs> we are uniquely made in his image. He knows you by name. Mm -hmm. You hear his voice in a different way that I hear his voice. There's no one else like you on this earth. No one with your exact fingerprint. Mm -hmm. You bear his image. I bear his image. Those listening to this, we bear his image and he calls us good. Yep. And I just want to say one little thing there on the fact that God calls us good. One of my struggles in college is I don't think my self-talk was like the God talk. Yeah. Like I think sometimes I wasn't talking to myself like God actually wanted to talk to me mm -hmm. and encourage me. And I think sometimes it's important for us to remember that we need to ultimately receive our affirmation from him, mm -hmm. that our confidence should be in what he says about us and not what other people say about us. So you are unique. You're uniquely made in his image. And because of that, you have a unique calling. And that is something to celebrate. Right. I mean, Amen. that's great, great news. I know there's a, a natural human tendency to want to say that we know what we should be or what we should have been created to be. And all of a sudden we find ourselves as, as the created telling the creator 
who we're supposed to be, right? Uh, but he's the one that's made us. You know, he's the artist. And this uniqueness is what makes community, the whole world, just this great, beautiful picture. So we talk about that unique identity. And as we talk about calling, that has some serious implications. So what does having a unique identity really mean for God's plan for my life? Uh, great question, Jordan. Well, you know, if you think about just identity, you're probably just going to stay in one place. But God hasn't called us to just receive our identity in him. He's called us to respond to that identity. And I think the way that relates to our calling is that each one of us have a unique mission. Mission. Okay. Ephesians 2.10 says, you are God's workmanship created in Christ to do good works that Christ has prepared in advance for us to do. Man, that is so encouraging. Like God has created me to do specific works. He's created things for me that are uniquely from him that I get to engage with every single day. You know, one of my favorite things to ask in my time with Jesus at the very end of my quiet time is just, God, what are you inviting me into today? How can I partner with you today? How are you calling me to be on mission with you? And then just letting God encourage you with those things. You know, and sometimes I receive something, sometimes I don't, but it's a great question to ask and helping us to live on mission and live with purpose. You know, Jordan, work existed before the fall. Right. Right. In Genesis 2.15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and to take care of it. Before sin even enters the world and we're separated from God, God had a purpose for Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. He wanted them to put their hands to something. God wants you to put your hands to certain things in your life. Mm -hmm. You say, how do I know what those things are? Well, two simple questions you might ask. Hey y'all, I wanna take a quick break from this conversation to make sure you guys know about the AFW College Ministry Winter Retreat that is happening on January 16th to 17th. For the first time ever, we are ushering in the spring semester with a whole weekend of reuniting with community, seeking God's will for the new semester, serving the city of Fort Worth, and of course, having a ton of fun together. We have so many exciting things planned, all centered around Jesus' invitation from Isaiah 55 and Matthew 11 to come to me. All weekend, students will have the opportunity to come to Jesus through worship, teaching sessions, service with Unbound to Fight Trafficking in the City, and of course, playing games and goofing around in this community Jesus has blessed us all with. $20 is all it costs to register, and that covers four meals, the opportunity to beat Ben Moss at mini golf, and a newly designed Antioch College Ministry long sleeve tee. That's right, swag is included. We are really believing that God wants to move powerfully in our lives before the semester starts, so sign up at antiochfortworth.churchcenter.com. Come, reunite with all your friends, and find Jesus' vision for your spring semester. It's going to be great. Hope to see you guys there. So question number one is, where does my passion meet the world's needs? Mm. You know, when I was in college, Jordan, my life was getting rocked 
by Jesus. And I had some people who were rallying around me and pouring into me. And honestly, if it had not been for them, I don't know where I would be. And because they modeled that for me, I just graduated with my master's degree with this huge desire and passion within me to help other college students, 18 to 22 year olds, meet Jesus and, and find him. And I remember going to the, the senior pastor at the time in Waco, and he said, Ben, there's a need for that in our world, man. You can, you just tell us the location and we'll send you out to go and do that. And th- it, there was that intersection, you know, of my passion and the world world's needs that was being revealed. Yeah. The second question you might ask is, where am I created to go? All right. Your unique mission should always lead you to some level of action. I've heard it said before that one pound of action is worth more than a thousand pounds of intention. You and I are created to put our hands to something, to act. And, you know, to do that, you might think of these little three steps. The the first one is just acknowledge currently where you're at. So I'm a sophomore in college and I'm getting a degree in high school math. Praise the Lord for our math teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so acknowledge your current reality. Number two, then describe your envisioned future. So think about what you want to be or do in the future and and describe that. Write that out on paper. Uh, Number three, then identify small action steps working backward to help you get towards that envisioned future. One of the ways that worked out for me in my own life is that when I finished my master's, I felt like God was calling me to my doctorate. So I was like, okay, I wrapped up my master's degree. Now I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm done with my master's. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, Now I believe God is calling me into my doctor. So I'm going to envision me graduating, finishing that dissertation, walking across that stage Mm -hmm. uh, and celebrating that moment, that accomplishment. Uh, Now, three, I've got to apply for some schools, right? (laughs) I've got to do some specific action points in order to get there. And by the grace of God, I ended up in Fort Worth, Texas, did my doctorate at TCU. And here we are, man. Uh, Praise the Lord. So maybe that little step-by-step process can help you out in discerning what your unique mission is. Yeah, Ben, I love those super practical questions that we can just ask ourselves to kind of stir up, you know, our own, uh, our own vision, right? Or the, really that God-given vision in us for what our future is going to look like. And I also really like that that part you're talking about, about your brokenness in college, how that led you mm-hmm. into a, a heart that's you know, was ripe to be a college pastor like you are now. And we talk about that, and it, it's so true that your biggest place of pain is often your greatest anointing in ministering God's grace to other people. Wow, you know? yes. We, you actually get extra tools to be able to minister out of your former brokenness. So maybe another question to ask is, hey, what is the biggest victory I've seen in my own walk with the Lord? Mm. How has God ministered most deeply to me to where I am now most equipped to help him reproduce that in someone else's life? Let's go. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) So if that if that is our our mentality about our own walk with the Lord, in our in our past what that's already looked like maybe that is already a sign of what our future is going to look like with the lord all right so we've talked about that unique identity that we've been given which then creates a unique mission from god and now i just think ben it's so easy we have this tendency 
to get so caught up in the doing of the mission, right? Or the, the performance aspect of it. We're focused on getting right into our mission, especially, I think, I mean, especially in college when we see all those, all the people around us getting into their mission so quickly, you know, even faster than we are. And that creates that anxiety that comes from comparison. It's just a big hole right there. So what else do we need to know about our uniqueness that can keep us from falling into that trap of performance or comparison? Yeah, that's a great question, Jordan. And I remember for myself, even in college, you know, having those same thoughts. And I just want to encourage you, if you're having those thoughts, that is okay. That's totally normal to to feel that way in the hustle and bustle and all the achievement, you know, that's going on in college. It's okay. Uh, if you have a little bit of anxiousness about it, it actually shows that you care about it, right? Yeah. And that you're curious about it and intrigued in discerning your calling. Um, you know, and, and some of you might be thinking, you know, Ben, you're 30 now. You know, you have arrived. You've figured out the call of God on your life. And I just want to set everybody free and say, I still have not figured it out. All right. I am still in process. My master's is in Spanish. My bachelor's is in education. My doctorate is in international education. And I work as a college pastor at a church. All right. So hopefully my story encourages you uh, that we all have a journey. We're all in process. And I just want to say to everybody listening, especially 18 to 22 year olds, you have time. All right. You've got time to figure this out. You know, Mm -hmm. some of you, you're graduating uh, here and you know exactly what field you want to go into. And if that's the case, praise the Lord. And that's awesome. Others of you are still trying to figure that out. But wherever you are on the journey, it's okay. Why? Because it's your journey, Mm -hmm. right? It's not somebody else's journey and it's unique to you. And in the Holy Spirit's timing, he's going to reveal those different things and those next steps to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have heard it said before that different parts of your calling are sometimes time sensitive and other parts of it are timeless. So I want to unpack that a little bit because I think it can help frame uh, specifically for our, our college students where they're at in this season of their life. Four different things here. You, part of your calling is revealed in short-term commitments. Part of your calling is revealed in seasonal callings. Okay. Part of it's revealed in lifetime callings. And part of it is revealed in timeless callings. So let's look at each one of those a little bit more. Short-term commitments, all right? These are things that, you know, maybe when you're graduating, you got a deal at Microsoft and you're excited to go there and it's a minimum two-year commitment, okay? That is a short-term calling on your life that you're going to go and work for those two years. Maybe you're a freshman, okay? Short-term calling on you, you've got three more years of college and your season of life right now is putting you in a short-term commitment that you don't have a ton of control over. And I just want to say one encouragement here. Being a student is a calling. (laughs) It's not less than. It's actually a great calling to have right now. And there's a lot of purpose in these years and what you're putting your hands to. Uh, One short-term calling for me in college was I was an RA for uh, two years. Shout out to my RAs, man. You know, I love it. Love love the RAs. Uh, But, you know, one thing that you might do is just we look forward to the year 2021. Thinking about your short-term commitments, I like to do uh, an activity called Rolls and goals. So basically what you do is you just put down, these are the different roles that I have in this season of my life. 
and then write down one to three goals under each one of those roles Mm -hmm. and invite the Lord into it. Pray about it. Ask him. And that just helps you to kind of frame and have vision and purpose for the short-term commitment that you may have. So that's the first category. Mm -hmm. The second one is seasonal callings. All right. Seasonal callings are things that prepare you for future callings. Mm. They are seasons of your life where God is most often building the one thing inside of you that pleases him the most, and that's trust, Mm. right? He's building trust and he's building character like we talked about in the last episode. Uh, You know, uh, Jordan, one of my seasonal callings growing up was being a middle school student. And, uh, you know, I know for all of us, middle school is for sure our favorite time looking back. The glory days. Yeah. The glory days. In fact, I heard you were you were a glorious middle school uh, football player. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Ran the school. R- Big, uh, that was me. That was you. Great. Awesome. No, okay. not at all. No. Not at all. Okay. Well, I believed you. Um, so when I was in middle school, this is going to sound a little funny, but uh, I remember that the coaches came to us and they said, okay, we're going to try out. We're going to do tryouts for the middle school basketball team. Now, five foot two, 125 pounds was me. All right. <laughs> also, that was great grammar there too. That uh, was me. Um, and uh, I thought to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to try out for the middle school basketball team. Mm. And so, you know, trouts are going on. I'm missing free throws. I'm missing easy shots. Mm. I'm getting to the end of it thinking there's no way I made the team. And so they sit everybody down, um, like 60 of us, 60 boys. Wow. And they said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to read out the roster of the A team, the B team, and the C team. And so they start reading the roster. Uh, so I don't make the A team. You know, I'm kind of thinking, okay, you yeah. know, but there's a shot still. Mm-hmm. Don't make the B team. Don't make the C team. Yikes. And what they did was every student who made a team, they left the room. So here we are. There's about 20 of us left. And they said, okay, for those of you who are still here, we've got one last group of students that we want to call out to. He said, these are the practice squad members. And you guys are going to get to help us do all the other things. And maybe you'll get to play on one of the C-team games. And I thought... This, this, this is my moment, you know, and I made the practice squad, Jordan. I mean, it was, it was huge, man. (laughs) So I made the practice squad and I remember going home to my dad and I said, dad, what do I do here? And he looked back at me and he said, Ben, you may not outsmart them, but you can outwork them. Mm. And I said, okay, that's my goal for the next year. I'm going to work harder than anybody else. Mm. So I stayed after practice. I picked up the cones. I ran these things called suicides, which you probably know about. You run back and forth. Terrible. And at the end of the season, there was a guy on the A team that got injured. And the coaches came to me at the very end and they said, Ben, we've taken note of the things that you've been doing behind the scenes. Mm. And we would like for you to be a part of the A team for our district championship. Wow. And so I was in the game. And I got to participate in it. And we were... 2000, no, I can't even remember the year. We were district champs. Wow. Woo! (laughs) Say, why did I share that story? Not to say, oh, way to go, Ben. Just, there was a season of my life where God wanted to build character inside of me. Yeah. Where he wanted to cultivate a work ethic in me that was going to last me a longer period of time. Mm. And as funny as it sounds, I look back on those days of running suicides on the basketball court after everybody had left 
as the season where God was putting things, dropping things in my heart that would carry me through hard seasons of my life, Mm -hmm. that would carry me through doing my doctorate. And to this day, I'm so thankful for that experience. So those are seasons. Seasonal callings are things on your life where God is cultivating big rocks in you. One of those for you guys right now is being a college student. And can I just say, if you are under your parents' financial blessing, there's a part of you that is called to honor them mm-hmm. and to bless them in these years. A, a seasonal calling may also be attached to a location. Uh, I spent six years in Waco. Mm-hmm. This is now my sixth year in Fort Worth. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I love Fort Worth. Okay, so seasonal calling. So that's category number two. The third category here for us is lifetime callings. Now, lifetime callings are more attached to what you do. So for me, I believe God's called me to love and be a part of what Jesus is doing through the local church. And so I believe in whatever vocation I end up going to in my 40s, 50s, 60s, I want the local church to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. That is a lifetime calling on my life because I believe the local church is the hope of the world. I could go on about that, but Mm -hmm. I won't. Um, uh, Maybe for you, a lifetime calling is to start a business. Launch a, not launch a new business and be a disciple maker in that sphere. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's to work at a hospital and be a nurse. Uh, maybe it's to teach sixth grade science. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's to plant a church somewhere and be the next leader of a big movement in Timbuktu. Wow. Uh, shout out Praise Timbuktu, God. maybe, yeah. 2021. For all you listening from Timbuktu, shout out. Shout yes, out to you guys. Big shout out to the Timbuktuers. Um, maybe for you, a lifetime calling is to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but God has a lifetime calling for you. So that's category number three. And then the last category is this timeless callings. Now, where lifetime callings are more about what you do, timeless callings are more about who you are. So for me, in this time, um, God has called me to be a faithful husband and to love my wife and to be a best friend to Charlotte. It's a timeless calling that on October 27th of 2018, when I said yes, I entered into a timeless calling for the rest of my life. Mm. Another timeless calling for all of us, living a life of devotion to Jesus and Mm -hmm. holiness to him. You know, it's it's those big rocks in scriptures, things that we're called to do and to be. Mm -hmm. Maybe for me someday it'll be being a father. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be a timeless calling. This is not my announcement uh, that we're pregnant, but that'd be exciting. That would be exciting. <laughs> but what are those things that transcend time and transcend circumstances? Mm-hmm. Those are your timeless calling. So those are four different categories that I think can help us just frame uh, what our unique process is and and what God is calling us to. But one last thing I want to encourage our listeners with here, Jordan, mm-hmm. is that whether you are talking about something that's time sensitive or something that's timeless, we all have one ultimate life calling. And it's found in the combination of two verses in scripture. The first one is in 1 Corinthians 1.23, where it says that you are called into the name of Jesus. Hmm. Second, the second one is 2 Chronicles 7.14, and it says that you are called by the name of Jesus. The greatest calling on each one of our lives is not to be obsessed with giftings or seasons Mm -hmm. or times. The greatest calling on our lives is to be obsessed with the name of Jesus. And when we make it our sole ambition to make the name of Jesus famous, it doesn't matter what we're doing, where we're doing it. There will be life, there will be purpose, and there will be joy in it because ultimately it's what you and I are made for 
created in his image to be witnesses to who he is to the world around us that so desperately needs it. Mm -hmm. And the best part about that calling, it's never going to get old. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take our lifetime to do it. And so as we wrap up this conversation about calling, I hope that you hear that encouragement. Calling is less about arriving at a specific place, and it's more about bearing the name of Jesus and making him famous all over the world, wherever you are. Amen. This conversation is just full of things to celebrate, Ben. Our uniqueness is something to worship God for, and so is that timeless calling. To love Jesus and to follow him wholeheartedly is a calling we have now and a calling that will follow us all our days. And since it is going to look different in all our different stages of life, it is something that we can continue to explore and discover over and over again. And since there's always an urgency to it, today we have the ability to fulfill our calling in a new and unique way. For all these reasons, God's many different callings for us are beautiful things, beautiful, beautiful things that we're meant to embrace and love and to worship him for. Ben, as always, thank you so much for just sharing all that wisdom that you have stored up that Jesus has totally blessed you with. And as always, all you listeners can look forward to more wisdom coming your way next Wednesday. But until then, this has been the AFW College Podcast, live from Antioch, Fort Worth. I love you guys. Have a blessed New Year's. See you back here next week.